You're listening to the podcast, Making Monumental Moves, where you'll gain the information and insight to excel in your career and get your dream job. Peter Clark is an entrepreneur and the CEO of Making Monumental Moves. He has leveraged over a decade of hiring and business experience to give you the tools for professional and personal success. Here's your host, CEO and business professional, Peter Clark. Hey, everyone. I hope you had a great week. This is the podcast, Making Monumental Moves. My name is Peter Clark, and this is episode seven, how to conduct an interview. In our last episode, we left off where you were in the interview room. You've met whoever it was that set you up for the day. You're sitting in the interview room. You look great. You feel great. You have your resumes. You're prepared. You're set up for success. And today we're going to discuss how to deliver and conduct a quality, memorable, professional interview. Now that you're sitting in the interview room, most likely brought there by the person that's going to be conducting the interview or a coordinator that's going to set you up, get you anything you need. But remember, you've already been interviewed because the receptionist will very often be the first person to see you. They will be evaluating you. And in some companies, especially smaller companies or medium-sized companies, the recruiter will sometimes ask the receptionist, do they seem like they would be a good fit here? Or what's your thoughts on this candidate? So the receptionist is actually sometimes the first person to evaluate you when you come in for an interview. Then whoever brings you to the interview room. So the interview is already started. So when you launch into your interview, just remember, you've already talked to at least two people in the company who will have a good sense of what their opinion is on you. As you're sitting there in the interview room and you should have a good idea of how many interviews you will be doing, although very often you will find that you've been told that you will be doing one or two interviews. And then if the interviews go well, they might bring in other people to fill in and ask you additional questions or get further insight. So just be prepared that you might have additional interviews beyond what you thought or what you were told. And so just be prepared for that and go along with however the time rolls out and always be prepared for more interviews than you've anticipated for. Now, one bit of advice, if you put something on your resume, be prepared to talk about it. Be prepared to explain why it's there. I've done interviews where I've gone over the resume and sometimes I'll look at the resume in detail. And if it's a certain role, I might check out their portfolio or I might look at their LinkedIn page to get further insight into their background and skill set and competencies. So if you have something on your LinkedIn page, on your resume, if you have something on a personal website that you put up or a professional website that you put up where it has your portfolios or other design type work, maybe you have an account like a GitHub account where you're going to have coding work there, whatever it is, be prepared to talk about professional things, skill sets, competencies that you've put out there and explain why they are there. One of the things that I like to do in an interview when I'm giving it is to go over those things that people put on their resumes that they might not normally get to talk about. Maybe it's volunteer work, extracurricular stuff, hobbies, interests, whatever it is. I like to go over those, break up the interview a little bit, and that allows people to be more relaxed and open up a little bit and have more of a general conversation. So if you put something on your resume, make sure that you are able to explain it, have a reason for it and go into detail about it. If somebody says they like to travel, I usually like to ask two questions. Where are some of the places that you travel to? What is the best thing that you've seen while you were in that location? And what is the best thing that you've eaten? Now, I've had people tell me they like to travel on their resume and then they say they went to a certain place and I say, well, what's the best thing that you saw? And they're not able to say one thing that they've seen and they just kind of go, well, everything. 
And then I say, well, what is the best thing that you've eaten? And they'll just say, well, everything was good. And for me, that's not a great way to engage with your resume. You need to be prepared to talk about in detail everything that you put on your resume. And so make sure that everything you have on your resume is appropriate and professional, but also interesting. And you have context to talk about those things. Now, you might be interviewing with one people or four people or 10 people. It depends on the level of the position that you're interviewing for. If you're right out of college, this is your first job. Most likely it's an entry level position and you just might be meeting one or two people. However, even if it's an entry level position and you're going in for a technical role, well, then you might have someone from HR or recruiter interview you. Then you'll have the hiring manager interview you. And then you might have someone give you a tech screen. So someone to specifically assess your skill sets and competencies that are needed for that specific role. Whatever the case is, approach all the interviews in a similar way. Remember, research shows and suggests that people form an opinion of you, even if they're not aware of it, in a very short amount of time. So when somebody comes in or walks into the room for an interview, stand up if possible. Usually it is. I recommend standing up, walking out a little bit from behind the table. Don't aggressively charge the person, but stand up, present yourself, show that you're open, reach out for a firm handshake, look the person in the eye, smile, introduce yourself and say, hey, my name is whatever your name is and it's nice to meet you. And then sit down and then the person will start and conduct the interview and you follow their lead. As the person goes through your resume and your background, they cover the skills and competencies. They go over your resume. When answering questions, be specific, be direct. There's a lot of different ways that you can answer questions. Some people prefer the STAR method, which I'll explain in a minute. But be direct, be specific, don't be too lengthy. I've conducted a lot of interviews where I've had a lot of questions that I needed to get to, and both for the candidate's experience And because of my time limitations, I might have only had 30 or 40 minutes to go over the person's experience and the resume. And I would ask one or two questions and the person would hijack the interview and start just rambling on and explain why they're the perfect fit for the role, which I can appreciate and I understand, but I need to cover certain things. So the hiring manager, whoever's doing the interview has certain things that they want to cover. They have certain topics and skill sets and points and competencies that they want to get to. So as they ask you questions, give a direct, specific answer and then stop and let the person ask another question. If you don't understand the question that the person asks or if you need clarification, obviously ask a follow up question. But no matter what, give a direct, specific answer to the question and then that allows you to move on and cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time. Now, the person doing the interview will ask you a variety of questions, and some of them are simple. How long have you been at this position? Why are you looking to make a move? How is the drive in? Whatever it is, those simple questions are easy to answer. So be very direct. If they ask you more complex questions, so if you're in the interview and the person conducting the interview asks you more open-ended questions, tell me about a time when you did this. Have you ever had to overcome a difficult situation? Give me an example of when you had a conflict with your manager and had to resolve it. Any of those open-ended, situational, behavioral-based type questions, you're going to want to answer in a methodical, specific way. Now, I like the STAR method. Some people like other methods, but whatever the case is, just make sure you follow a pattern to give specific examples to the person because the person doing the interview, they're looking for specific examples and how you resolve certain situations. So the STAR method is first situation, then task, then action, then result. 
So if the person asks you a question, tell me a time when you had to deal with a difficult customer. Well, the first thing in the STAR method is you give the situation. So you explain the scene, you give all the details revolving around the specific incident that you've thought about. Now, maybe you saw this question coming and you kind of prepared an answer. I wouldn't sound too robotic, so sound natural. If you're going for an entry-level interview and you just draw upon the most recent experience that you had, and if you were a customer service agent, maybe at a store, you say, well, I was at the customer service desk at whatever store you're at. And a very angry customer came in because we had just ended a promotion and they wanted their money back. So you set the scene. So the first thing is you set the situation and you give kind of a background. You're setting the scene for a movie or a play. You explain to the person so they can really understand the situation that you were in. Once you have set the situation, you've described the scene that you're in for the specific example that you've selected to answer the question. You're then going to explain the task that you were assigned. So you're going to explain the role that you're in. So you will describe the situation, the scene, and then the next step in the star pattern is to tell the task and describe what your responsibilities were generally, but then more specifically for this certain situation that you've selected. The next step would be to give them the action. So A is for action. So you'll explain the action that you took because you set the scene. You explain to the person doing the interview what your responsibility was. So you got the situation, the task, and now it's the action. What action did you take to resolve this issue? So if you were asked a customer service type question, how did you deal with a difficult customer? You'll say, well, when I was at the store that I was working at and I was at the customer service department and the angry customer came in, I was the only person responsible for customer service at the time for the store. I was the one at the desk, so I had the responsibility to deal with that customer. I decided to de-escalate the situation. I had the procedure that I was taught during training that I followed, and I did A, B, and C to resolve the conflict. And then the next thing you'll do is want to explain the results. So what were the results of dealing with this irate customer? You explain the scene, you've told them that you followed the training that you had, you explain what that was, and then the outcome should be positive. So you don't want to give an example ever of a situation turning badly. So you always want it to be positive to show yourself in the best light. So the result should be the customer went away happy and I was able to still save the store money, but retain the customer. Now, you don't have to answer questions in this STAR method, but it is very simple. It is very straightforward. And those are all the data points that you want to cover when answering one of these open-ended questions. The hire managers, the person doing the interview will always ask questions like these to assess how you've dealt with certain situations, whether it was dealing with customers or hiring managers, other business partners, vendors, outside parties. Whatever it is, they want to evaluate and see how you resolve situations, how you overcome obstacles, how you deal with tough circumstances, and to make sure that you have multiple examples. So don't just give the same example in any interview. If you have four interviews that day and you say the same thing in every interview, you better believe that all those people are going to talk after you leave and compare notes. So have multiple examples ready to go to answer questions in these situations. Plus, you don't know the exact questions that they're going to ask. So you got to be ready for a variety of questions. But if you've done your homework, you've read the job description, you have a good idea of what they're going to be asking you, then you can be well prepared to answer these type of questions and be ready to go. Most interviews are going to be about 30 minutes. So if you're meeting with four people, generally each interview will be about 30 minutes. 
Now you might meet with the decision maker, usually the hiring manager, and that might be more than 40 minutes to an hour. It depends on the level of the role. Again, if it's entry level right out of college, probably just going to meet two people, probably 30 minutes each. If it's a mid-level role or a higher level role, the interviews could be more and they could last longer. In any case, just be prepared to answer all the questions. And after the person finishes up, they should leave about 10 minutes to answer any questions that you have. And it's only fair. They've been grilling you. They've been asking you a lot of questions. So usually they should say, do you have any questions for me or can I answer any questions for you? You should respond, yes, I have a few questions if you have time. And then keep the questions short and simple. You can follow up with more complicated questions or questions you forgot to ask at a later point once you get the offer. So just be mindful that if somebody spent about 30 minutes with you or more and they've asked you a bunch of questions, maybe you had to ask them one or two in response. Then this last part is just to show your interest. So just have two, maybe three questions prepared for the person. I like to ask a question like this. What kind of person would be a good fit for this role? Or what skill sets would somebody need to be successful in this position? A question like this allows the person doing the interview to go over some of the skills and competencies that are most important for the role. So they might say, well, we're looking for someone who's very detail oriented or analytical, somebody who could multitask. Maybe they bring up a specific skill set or competency that wasn't covered yet. Like we need somebody that can do this very specific technology or have a very specific design skill or a very specific example. And maybe that wasn't even covered in the interview. I like this question so much because it allows you to then cover that now. So if you say what skill sets would somebody need to be successful in this role? And the person says, well, we're really looking for someone who can multitask. And if that wasn't covered in the interview, or if it was, you can just kind of reiterate it. But in any case, you say, well, that's great because I have that skill. I can multitask very well because at this previous job at so-and-so, I was able to do X, Y, and Z all at the same time. And I was able to be a high achiever. And so It allows you to give credentials, give specific examples on how you were able to multitask. That is a really good question. There's a lot of other questions that you can ask, but that's my number one question. And then I'd have maybe one or two. Really keep the questions to just two, three at the most. Again, you want to prepare enough questions to ask different questions to each person that interviews you. They are going to be comparing notes after the interview, so don't ask them all the same type of questions. Ask them general questions that shows your interest in the position and kind of helps to build a connection with them. And when the person gets up to leave, stand up, shake their hand, look them in the eye, smile and say, I really appreciate the time you took to speak with me today about the position. I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Keep it simple. Keep it brief. Again, stand up, shake their hand, look them in the eye, smile and show your appreciation for them because they took time out of their day to come and speak with you. So just make sure that they feel that you appreciate them. Once all your interviews are over. The person who brought you in and set you up, whether it's a coordinator or the recruiter, will come in, get you, allow you to collect your things, and they'll walk you out at the end. And as you're walking out, just again, show your appreciation and say, thank you. I really appreciate you bringing me in today for the interview. I'm very interested in the role. I was very impressed with the people I saw, the people I met, and it seems like a great company, a great culture. Thank you so much. And then give them a handshake, look them in the eye, smile, and say, I really look forward. And then always ask this before you leave. Just say, what are the next steps? When can I hear from you again? 
Are you going to follow up with me? Or am I going to follow up with you? So just make sure that the last question you ask is to the decision maker who brought you in. Just say, well, what are the next steps? And when can I expect to hear from you? On the way out, make sure that you stop by the receptionist desk and tell them that you are very grateful for all the help they gave you and setting you up, that you really liked the role, you liked everybody that you met, you were impressed with the company, and that you look forward to speaking to them in the future, and then walk out. And that's it. Make sure that you walk to your car, put all your things away, and drive away. Note that they might be watching you or, or they might see you out the window as you're leaving. So don't do anything silly. Just walk to your car, get in it, and then leave. And just know that you did the best that you could and that if it's the right fit, that you'll get the offer. Next week, we're going to talk about how to negotiate and how to set up and expect a good offer. One more hint before I let you go this week. Send a thank you note. Usually an email is good. If you haven't gotten everybody's card or the contact information, just email the person that set you up for the interview. And first of all, thank them and send them an email and say, thank you so much for setting me up for the interview. I really appreciated it. I like this about the role. I like this about the company. And could you also give me everyone's names and emails that I met with? I would like to show my appreciation and tell them thank you as well. And then once you get that, send each of the people that you met with, send them an email, say, keep it short, keep it simple. Say, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. I really appreciated it. I really liked the role. Keep the email four sentences and just change up one of the sentences in each of the emails. Maybe say reference something that you spoke about in the interview, but keep it simple, keep it short and just let them know that you're interested and you appreciate it. You don't want to oversell it, but you just want to show them that you appreciate it. Because even if you don't take the job offer that they give you, it'll still give them a very positive impression in case you do interview with them later on, maybe two years later or maybe five years later. And they still remember you and they still want to bring you back in for another interview and another time. People give different advice on when to send the thank you email. I personally think it's appropriate to do it the day after. The day of the interview seems a little bit too aggressive. If it's more than a few days, it seems like it was forgotten about. So I just send thank you emails the day after the interview. I keep it simple. I keep it short. Just show my appreciation so they know that I'm still interested. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast, Making Monumental Moves. My name is Peter Clark. This is episode seven, how to conduct an interview. I would just like to say thank you to all the listeners. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. The information that I've been giving on this podcast has been helping a lot of people. So I really appreciate all the feedback from everybody, everybody that's been listening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And make sure that you listen to next week's podcast episode. It will be how to prepare for the negotiation and how to negotiate. This is a really important episode because you've gone through all this trouble and to have things fall apart at the negotiation stage is just terrible because you you invested so much time into this position and this job that you want. And I will set you up and give you the information how to properly and appropriately negotiate and get the offer and close the deal that you're looking for. Thanks again. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on the podcast, Making Monumental Moves. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Peter Clark 3M for daily tips and inspiration for making monumental moves in your career and visit our website at makingmonumentalmoves.com.